0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to another great interview on the LipoDema channel. I'm so excited to introduce you to Blanche Pepitone. And I met her when I had a booth, Lymphopress, had a booth at the Keto Conference recently. It was a mini symposium, and you ended up in one of the chat rooms, and you were talking more about Lymphopress than I was. So how did did (laughs) this all happen? I think I need to hire you, Blanche Tell me your story. When did you realize there was something
1: different about your body and what was your journey to get a diagnosis? Okay. So I have had lymphedema my entire life. So I'm 56 years old. So it was my mom who noticed that she couldn't buckle my little shoes the same on each foot. And um, she then went on a quest to find a doctor that knew. The pediatrician originally said, you have chubby babies. So that didn't work. That didn't sit well with her. And when I started walking, a neighbor said, what's wrong with her leg? Her leg looks like it's swollen. Then my mother went on a big quest, follow through all the way through. Lots and lots and lots of stuff goes on, uh, bunches of surgeries. I'm diagnosed with lymphedema at um, 18 months. 18 months? Yes. That was after the first surgery. There was a surgery that they did because they found a lump in my left groin. So they took out that lump, and then my leg really swelled up right after the surgery.
0: Wow! So yeah, so that's
1: you know, when I was diagnosed.
0: On the one hand, my heart breaks for you, as a little baby to deal with this, yeah. and then on the other hand, I talked to some people who have waited 40 and 50 years to find and haven't diagnosis. heard
1: exactly. Exactly. That's a scary thought. You know, I know a lot of people too, because of how active I am in the community, um, that there's so many of them that didn't get diagnosed until, you know, until they later on in life and had this all of their lives, especially lipedema, which we're hearing more about now in conjunction with the lymphedema. And I, because I've had the lymphedema for so long, ended up having the lip edema with it, in conjunction with it. And um, so the whole, the whole, running the whole gamut of the, the, um, the skin being thickened and heavy and that, that dimpling that you see the, you know, what they call the orange peel skin, Mm
0: -hmm. more like
1: a bag of marbles to me, more like a bag of marbles Mm -hmm. on me, but you, you, and the pain. I was feeling a lot of pain and I thought for years that it was because of the lymphedema and the amount of time that I've had the lymphedema. But my original manual lymph drainage was in 1992, when I was about 26 years old. Uh, That was the first that I had manual lymph drainage.
0: How did you manage your condition up until then? You got your diagnosis as a tiny baby How did you manage
1: it up until you had manual lymph drainage in 1996? At that time, the only thing that there was to do was surgery. So I had had between then and 1987, 1967, 68 was the the first surgery because I was born in 65. So 67 was the first surgery. And then after that, in '69, there was a surgery, that was a Charles procedure. So my left leg from the knee down is all scar tissue. So and then all of the problems that follow with scar tissue years down the road, you, as you can imagine. And so and and my condition was progressive. So it started in my left leg, and then it went it went into my right leg, and there were. Extenuating circumstances that exacerbated this thing, but I always wore compression garments. I wore Jobst circular knit garments from the time I was 18 months old and you know all the way through until Mm -hmm. they then made the Elvarex. I wore the Elvarex, which is flat knit, which is much better for me than the circular knit because as you move forward and the condition is worse and worse and worse it becomes more and more difficult to manage. So the only management I had was surgery until I found the manual lymph drainage, which was found by happenstance. A friend of mine was watching the news and Dr. Frank Field, who is a uh, correspondent for a uh, news channel in New York City, he, uh, he was talking about his, um, his wife that had lymphedema And my friend called me up and said, I just saw Dr. Frank Field talking about lymphedema and I thought he was crazy. I literally thought he was crazy. I said, you, you didn't hear him talking about lymphedema. It must have been lymphoma or something else, right? Lymph something, but not lymphedema. Nobody talks about lymphedema. Nobody knows what it is because every doctor I've ever been to didn't know what it was, including doctors that had to approve my surgery for um, for, you know, to get coverage for it, for medical coverage. So, so it wasn't like yeah. you could Google at that point no, in time. No, there was no, there were no computers.
0: There so wasn't even any way to do that. There was no you, internet. Did you track down this doctor or um, so did you, how did you then say, wow, this wasn't
1: a mistake. He really did talk about lymphedema and manual right. lymph right. drainage. Well, my friend gave me the phone number and I called up. And it was Lymphedema Services at um, it was in the the Princeton office. This was Dr. Lerner um, in, and this was 1992. Wow. And um, I called up and they answered the phone, Lymphedema Services. And I was like, why wait a second? What? You just said what? Because I never heard anybody reference Lymphedema. I know what it was. Any doctor's office I ever went to. I would ask them, does your doctor, does the doctor know anything about lymphedema? And they would go, what? What's that? Spell that? So this, this was uh, my, my answer. So I figured, all right, let me, let me go see. Now, I had been to a bunch of quacks and crazy people. (laughs) I had also used a pump when I was a kid. You know, I gotta, I gotta interject though, because you
0: were seeking answers, yeah, and many always. people on their journey, as they're seeking answers, will find a few snake oil salespeople along oh, yeah. the way, or you yeah. know, you're just trying to find yeah. relief, yes, and a way yeah. to manage the condition.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was it it was always to just to make improvement. I knew it wasn't going to get completely cured. I know that there is not a cure yet. We are working on something, but there isn't any way to cure it, but there is ways to help it along. So um, I did use a pump when I was a teenager. What I was, was about, the pump like then? Uh, it was a single chamber. It was a single chamber and it was distributed by by Jobst. And I, it seems to it seems to closely resemble the lymphopress more than any of the other pumps that are on the market. But it was a single chamber and I used it on one leg. I went to sleep with it. Aww. I used it on one leg and then three hours later I would use it on the other leg. And it was at 55 milli- millimeters of compression, which was not ne- not nothing. That was And you know, clearly quite with a bit. one chamber, it cannot be sequential.
0: No. You know,
1: it's no, just there. Build up and yeah. went down. Wow, build up and went down, and that was it. That was there was no settings. The only settings you could change were the the uh, level of compression, and it and it went up to, I don't remember what it went up to, but they told me to use it at fifty five, so I did. I was compliant. Yeah, you know, you know, I was compliant, I love- but I was never complacent. You can't right. be complacent and let the disease take over. You have to be compliant with the treatments that are available. So, everything that I've done was what was available at the time. Yeah. You know, yeah, and
0: I think it's marvelous that there have been advances in technology yeah. Uh, yeah. because if it helped you back then, hallelujah. Right. 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 Now right. you, we, and we'll eventually get to your Lymphopress right. story. But so here you are on the forefront of. Emerging knowledge about this condition, right. you really found hope, right? When you called
1: right. lymphedema. When I, right. Service. When I called, right. So then I went. When I went to see Dr. Lerner, um, Dr. Lerner was a, a a breast surgeon. So he saw firsthand women that had lymphedema. So he was a breast surgeon. So he knew what he was talking about. So I sit down in his office, and he tells me that he. Um, I said to him, "I said, so what's your, um, what is what's your rate of, of success? You know, how many people walk in here, and walk out of here, you know, fixed?" And he goes, "100 percent." And I go, "You're full of it. No, not 100 percent, because that can't possibly be." And you know, I said to him, "I said that's that's ridiculous." And he shows me pictures of this. There's a ballerina from New York that's in the, she's a ballerina in the Met and she slept with her legs up on the wall so that the fluid would drain back down again. You know, my condition was such that it, that wasn't really enough to just elevate my legs at night. That wasn't really enough. And I never thought to wrap them but I went for the manual lymph drainage and in three days but at the time, manual lymph drainage is not what it is today. Okay, what was it like it back was, then? It was more intense. I went for a treatment in the morning, then um, bandaged. Then they uh, we had exercise classes, nutrition classes. And then we went back. We undid our bandages, took them all off and went back for a second treatment and then went home wrapped. And then the next day, You came in, it was five days in a row, you came in the next day and you took a shower there. They had shower facilities there so that you didn't unwrap until you got there.
0: How did this disrupt, you You know, so here you are wanting to manage your condition, but it also took a chunk
1: out of your life. Right. And I had two babies. How did you do it? (laughs) I lived in Staten Island and this was in Princeton, New Jersey. And I needed to go to Princeton, New Jersey, and I needed to have my um, three, almost four-year-old, my, my four-year-old, who was diabetic. Aww. He was diagnosed with diabetes when he was two. So I have this kid that I need to have taken care of, who doesn't do his own shots yet because he's only four. Um, but it wasn't long after that that he did do his own shots. Um, I had to have a babysitter for him in Staten Island, so if there was an emergency, my mom could come and get him. And then I had the the little guy who was just a little over a year. And I had to take him someplace. So I found a, a place to put him, a place to put him. And then I went for my therapy and every day we went back and I picked them all up and we went home and I made meals that I took with me, you know? So I wasn't eating any differently. After three days, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. He came in Wednesday morning after my treatment. And he said, uh, how's, how are things going? And I said, I don't, I don't know. You know, if, anytime I had surgery, i put bandages on and, it, and it, it got smaller. That doesn't mean that it's, you know, worked. And then I got on the scale, I lost 20 pounds. In three days? Correct
0: correct wow so you became a believer in mld at that
1: point right right and he wasn't cutting me open like so many others did you know so i had i had nine surgeries for the lymphedema nine debulking surgeries which were are not the kinds of surgeries that they have now they don't do this kind of surgery that they did on me anymore because it's just a it's a it's a um I would say it's like putting a putting a uh, a a piece of scotch tape over the hole in the dam. It's not going to work. Great analogy. It's just not going to work. So MLD became a part of your life. Yes. So that's what I that's what I did. And the at that time in 1992, the only products that they had were daytime garments and the manual lymph drainage and bandaging. There was also circade, which they were starting to make for legs. The circade was first for arms. And so they were starting to make them for legs. So I had tried on the circade. But to me, it wasn't enough. I would rather bandage because I got better results with the bandaging. But now, like I said, I have a four-year-old and a -a one-and-a-half-year-old. I need to take care of them. So I bandaged for six years because there was nothing else for me. I bandaged, I did what I had to do. And then um, I would stay bandaged for a couple of days at a time because it took three hours to do. There were 32 bandages starting with toes all the way up to the thighs, to the top of the thighs. So I would just stay bandaged. It was just easier. Wow. You know, or I would get up at three o'clock in the morning, take all of my bandages off, go take a shower and do what I had to do and then rebandage. And I just stayed bandaged until there was a time where I couldn't be bandaged. So if they were going to a play place where I knew I would have to go and climb after them because that's, that's who they are, because they're boys. Yeah. I wouldn't be bandaged for something like that. But if I knew that I was going to be in pantyhose for any length of time, I needed that recovery time to come in to play.
0: So you had to manage your whole life around managing your
1: lymphedema. Right. Right. But you were committed to it because you didn't want it to get worse. Right. But like I said before, complacent and compliant, right? So now you have to, and it's very difficult. And now we're starting to talk more about mental health because of quarantine, which is a kind of a good thing that came out of that. Yeah. Um, and that's also how I ended up with a lymphopress because of quarantine and trying to manage my condition. The, these are things that we're starting to talk about. We're starting to talk about people's mental state. You have to be able to, I was walking around with bandages. I looked like the marshmallow man from, from the Ghostbusters movie. You know what I'm saying? Like I had these big thing, these big thing, but I felt better myself. So it was okay. And my kids didn't care because that was normal for them, which is how my family treated me when I was a kid. It was normal. My brothers still beat me up. You know, we still wrestled. You know, it's we still get feet fights on the couch, you know, one on one end, one on the other. You know what I'm saying? Like they treated me like I was a regular person until I went to school. And then it's all those other people. And what other people are going to think, I don't care what other people think. And if we can get everybody to get to that point, people what would just freedom. take care of themselves and we'd be okay.
0: What freedom for, get I don't to- care who you are, Lipidema, yeah. lymphedema, lymphedema, yeah. just
1: whatever. And I Uh, learned it early on because I'm not walking around in long pants and covering things up because you're going to be uncomfortable. I'm not going to be uncomfortable. I'm not going to make you comfortable at my expense. I'm
0: trying to write notes because you are so quotable. Like say that one
1: more time. I'm not going to make myself uncomfortable for your comfort. It's just, it's not something that I'm, I'm willing to do. Uh, your comfort is not more important to me. I mean, of course there are appropriate times, all right? I'm, a, I'm also a kindergarten teacher. I was a kindergarten teacher. So I'm not gonna walk into the kindergarten classroom with no socks on and no pantyhose on. And the kids are gonna see these crazy looking, you know what I'm saying? It's not like, you know, I, I'm tattooed. It wasn't a choice, really. Right, right. This is this is who I am. But it's the same thing. And I did cover it with kids. We had a, a girl in one of the classes that had a dog bite, and she was coming back, and she her, her face was scarred. And I explained to them, you know that my legs have a strange shape, and I have scars. That doesn't mean that you don't like me anymore, and I'm not the same person. She's still the same person that she was before the dog bit her. What a marvelous teacher you were. It's just a mark on her face, you know. So if you if you don't change your feelings for her, then why would you change your feelings for me? Yeah. And you know, I mean, everyone out there knows and people with lipedema have the same problem because they're misshapen and it's not a regular shape. They don't fit into a chair. I get that. I didn't fit into the chairs in an airplane. You don't fit in a chair. That's hella embarrassing when you go to sit down and you can't fit in the chair. You know, it's it's a terrible thing. But I also like to say science has to catch up with me, you know, waiting for the world to change, you know, waiting for them to now figure out what everyone needs and not just one person needs because those little chairs are fine for little people i'm not a little person i'm short but i'm not a little person yeah (laughs) which is fine you know i'm only five foot two and you know but there's also some fun things that you have a little bit of fun with because if i go to like great adventure or something like that i'm wearing shorts i don't care I don't care what anybody says, whatever, what anybody sees.
0: For those who are not on the East Coast, Great Adventure is a theme park. I grew up going there because
1: I'm a Jersey girl originally. Right. It's a six flags. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, you know, if I'm going to like, you know, Disney World, let's say, because everyone knows what Disney World is, I'm going to wear shorts because it's hot and I'm not going to be uncomfortable. Right. For your comfort, you know, but I'm also going to make sure that, I have my sunscreen on or whatever else I need, you know, so for my own comfort. And, you know, if I'm going around in a wheelchair, I'm going around in a wheelchair because I can be there then. At least you're going around. Right. Exactly. I'm going. So you have to decide how much living you want to do. And what does that look like for you? And then you can put all the rest of the things into perspective. And, um, I have worked with special ed a lot, and um, what I like to say to parents is, okay, sit down with that kid that's driving you nuts, and write everything down, because they're always going to say no, they don't want to do it. Write everything down that you must do, and then write everything down that you want to do, and put them in order, of how they need to be done, so that you can get everything done. Otherwise, you can't get anything done because you're still trying. You're still trying to get ready to get started. Exactly. If you're I don't have to get my list, it keeps me
0: going. Like I love the satisfaction of crossing that thing off the right. list. Right. So right. it's a really great mindset. So how did you get to your lipedema diagnosis?
1: Okay, so in um, 2016. I was, I'm always going to conferences. Wow. That was a big gap between the 1990s to 26. Right. Right. Well, when I left, when I left um, and it, it just so happens, it was Gunter Close. That was the head therapist at that office. And so that's where I met Gunter and Gunter and I have remained friends all the way through to now. And um, it was before he had a training program. It was while he was still doing therapy. He was the head therapist in the office and he wasn't doing training. Um, but when I left Gunter and, and Dr. Lerner, um, I only had lymphedema in my legs. I didn't have it anywhere else. I now have lymphedema everywhere. Everywhere. And I, I see pictures when I was a baby. I, I had it in the left side of my face when I was born. You can see it in the picture. Like there's a picture that they take when you're like 45 minutes old. And that picture, you can see the left side of my face looks swollen. But because I only have one dimple, it doesn't, it's asymmetric to begin with because there's only one dimple.
0: You know, it is not noticeable. You may have lymphedema, but it is a human advantage to have a dimple.
1: I understand. (laughs) I've never been able to resist a a dimple. They say it's a um, it's a, um, a missing piece. Like there's something missing, but we have dimples in my family all over the place. They they really? say that it's a it's a mark because you there's a piece that doesn't work right, and that's why it pulls the skin in. I don't know. Well, I think it's lovely. I always I love the dimples. So here you are. It's 2016. You're going to a conference. You went to, a, to conference. a conference. I went to a conference in Chicago, and I don't fly because when i was when i flew prior to that my entire body swelled up but my left arm never went back down wow wow right so there's different insults to different areas that made things get worse and made the condition worse now not everybody with primary lymphedema does get worse and some people most most people are not like me most people with I don't want to scare anybody that has lymphedema going oh my god or anybody that is a mom of a or a dad of a lymphedema patient a little lymphedema person running around and they're going oh my god my kid is going to get worse no it doesn't happen to everyone but for me it did so my abdomen was now swollen and my left arm and my right arm and you know everything was just insane So I went to this conference and um, poor Gunter, (laughs) poor Gunter. Gunter has been telling me for years that I need to go to Germany. The doctor in Germany, I need to speak to Dr. Berst in Germany. Tobias Berst. I am not flying to Germany. It's going to take me a really long time to get to Germany because I don't fly right? So he's, you know, he's saying, but he can help you. He can help you. Okay. So at this conference, there's Dr. Burst. So he came to you in a way. So yes. And I knew he was going to be at the conference and I knew Gunter was poor Gunter. I jumped on him. Poor Gunter. I, as soon as I saw him in the hallway, I jumped on him and I said, you have to introduce me to him. You have to introduce me to him. I don't care what else you do. You need to introduce me to him because I need to talk to him. So he did. Now, I had, been, I had been seeing Dr. Kathleen Francis, who was in New Jersey. Do you, do you know Dr. Francis? She's since retired, but she was big in the lymphedema world and the lymphedema world. She had just retired in 2016, which was very sad for me because I didn't have anybody to go to that knew anything about lymphedema, and so she was my go-to girl. I would go to her When I needed to know, you know, like I'm at my wits end. I know everything there is to know about one case of lymphedema. But she sees patients all day long. Mm -hmm. That's the reason why I wanted to talk to Dr. Berst. Because he sees patients all day long. So, and he's been doing it for years and years and years and years. Because Gunter's been telling me to go for years and years and years and years. So this man who's had a, a, a practice for 30 years or so. Now I get to talk to him. So I say to him. I can't get this abdomen under control because the abdomen was just hard, thick, heavy. I felt like a lead balloon, Mm. which is a strange analogy, but I did. I felt like a lead balloon. And um, so I walk over to him and I say to him, listen, I, I I can't get this abdomen under control. This is what's bothering me the most. So he says to me, well, it's fat. So without seeing any tests or anything like that, he says, it's fat. That's not lymphedema. That's fat. So I said, oh, and I I like, I was taken aback because I eat right. I don't have any fat in my face. No, I don't have any fat. Like, you know, okay. And nutrition is a big thing for me. I've always been very high on the nutrition avenues. Okay. Well, I don't understand. I said, okay. He goes, are you upset that I told you that it's fat? And I said, no, I want to know what to do. What do I do to fix it? You know, so then he, later on, he said, I want to examine you though. And I want to really like make sure. So he's the one that said to me, you may have, and he didn't examine me, examine me. It wasn't an official examination, you know, but he did say, this is lymphedema. In my abdomen. So he said, I'm sorry that I said it's just fat, but it is lymphedema. He said, but there is an an opportunity that there's also lymphedema and lipidema together. And we don't know which came first because most people are not diagnosed until it's too late you know, so wow. they're not diagnosed with lymphedema and they're not diagnosed with lipedema. So the fact that I've had lymphedema for all these years could just be the catalyst that gave me the lipedema as well, because things aren't moving the right way. So things is this the first time you heard the term lipidema yeah, related, yeah, okay. No, no, so no. You were aware of it? Right, right, right. But that's because I've because of Dr. Francis, who Mm -hmm. I'd been seeing for, I don't know how long, since 2010, I think. I had been seeing her for years, literally years. And then she retired, and she, um, I think it's earlier than 2010. It might have been 2008. It might have been 2008. But she was, she was, Big in the lipedema world because there were so many people that were coming to her that had lipedema that were emaciated. Right. Some Everywhere of these, else,
0: I know you can right. start
1: and exercise yourself, and it's right. still you know resistant. It's not. It's not going to yeah. move. It's just not going to move, and um. But it's not going to move until you make it move, you know. So where's the push? Where's the push? So for me. When, once he said that, I said, okay, now what do I do and how do I fix it? He also told me that I may have a leaky, the, uh, leaky syndrome, he called it.
0: Okay. And um,
1: it, it, as the conference went on, when I heard his talk, it, it all came together because he was talking about lymphedema and lipoedema and the combinations of the two and all of that. You can't do better until you know better. And you can't know better unless you go to learn. So where do you go to learn so go to these conferences go to these you know that and now it's even easier right you can just google we it do. and find Woo. 10 different social groups yes. that are specific to your issue and you can lymphatic learn education and research network has been big totally. national lymphedema network has been big with with all of this stuff lymphatic education and research network with all of the the um, things that are available on their website, just on their website, yep. just on their YouTube channel, you know, you can get a, a huge education by watching these things. And you know, I'm now starting to get onto Facebook. Not really a big Facebook person. <laughs> well, you know, this video is going to
0: Yes, video is going to make you a star. So you better get used to this. Okay, it wouldn't be the first
1: time that I was made a star. Really? Wait a no, minute. Tell. Be. It wouldn't be. Um, I did, I wrote a testimonial for, um, oh, what was it? Years ago, I went to another conference. That was the conference when my arm swelled up in San Francisco, 1998. National Lymphedema Network had a conference in San Francisco, and I went to that conference. And um, my arm swelled up. And that's when I uh, met um, Carolyn Alexander from... um, Oh, now why can't I think of what it's called? Well, whatever. I'll think of it as we go along. I'll think of it. Wait a minute. Poggy so you brain. drove from the east coast? No, east no. That's when it. That's when my arm swelled up. That was the last because flight. You said that I you took. don't fly. So how did right. you get to San Francisco? That was the last flight that I took. Was oh okay. To San Francisco
0: All right, because I'm just you know trying to get to you know you here,
1: Blanche. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So here we are
0: now. That present 98. day you said that the pandemic actually contributed to you
1: getting your lymphopress. So tell Correct. me how that journey happened. Okay, so quarantine was not kind. So you have your management program, you've already figured out what kind of life you wanna live and how much work you have to do in order to play. I work very hard cause I play even harder. So I was at the time, my management program always includes day garments and night garments. And all different companies, because, uh, you know, I've worn everything and everything works. Everything works. And you just have to decide what's appropriate for you, which is not an easy task. So I was working out at a gym. I was going to Lifetime Fitness and I was working out at the gym every day. So six out of seven days of the week, I was in the gym and most of that was spent in the pool. Most of it was spent in the pool. So anybody out there that wants to get moving and can't move and you think you can't exercise, get in a pool because then you can walk. As much as you have to carry around all of that weight, then you can walk when you're in a pool. It's, It's much simpler when you're in a pool or swim or whatever. So I was doing that. So it was every day. I was going to the gym and I was dressed and I was going out and I was doing whatever I wanted to do, you know. If I went to the gym, I wore my garments in the pool, old garments, you know, doing what I had to do. Quarantine. Stop. Everything stops dead. I can't move this fluid unless I move this fluid. So now there's no therapy because we're in quarantine. So I can't go for therapy. And insurance doesn't cover therapy if it's just management. They only cover episodic therapy. So I'd have to have some sort of episode. So what goes through my mind is, okay, this is an episode when this quarantine is over, I'll go for therapy and I can get back to reducing and then I can get back to the regular way that I was living but you need to reinvent yourself. You need to circle around, figure it out, and find out what the new normal is. Now, again, back to the mental things, you have to accept that there is a new normal, which takes different amounts of time for different people. You have to accept that there is a new normal you also have to step into that new normal and decide that you're going to enjoy that new normal. Otherwise there is no joy in life. You have to put the joy in there. So figure out what brings you joy and what you want to be able to do and then do it, right? I used to play guitar because of this hand, I can't play guitar anymore, you know, but, It didn't take away my voice so I could still sing. And I couldn't sing and play at the same time anyway. So it's okay. You know, so you have to, you have to make these little compensations along the way. But for us, we need to make more compensations quickly. Because you had your
0: routine, your routine disrupted.
1: Stop. That disruption led you to lymphopress how? Okay. So um, I'm, I'm always, I'm always trying to figure things out. I'm always looking for people. I'm always, and I have lots and lots and lots of contacts. So, you know, I call up, go to, hey, what do I do now? You know, what do I do now? I can't have therapy. What do I do? You know, so um, in the absence of having therapy, the only other way to move fluid is to push it with a pump. And I had, I, at all of these different conferences, this, you know, like you had that room, there's a room where they have all the products displayed and there are people that you can talk to. So I've spoken to, to Eric and I've spoken to, you know, all of these different people. Sure. There's another Eric in another, that at L&R, there's an Eric over there. And, you know, I've talked to all of these different people and seen all of these different pieces of equipment. So that's an advantage for me which I encourage people to go to these conferences for, that's an advantage. Um, So I had seen and some of the other machines on the market. What I was looking for was not necessary. Now I have to go back to reduction phase because my lymphedema is now so far out of control. It isn't even funny. Now this is March, when we closed down and this is May where I am a mess, so much of a mess because I was in water. I wasn't outside of water exercising. So as much as I wanted to exercise, there wasn't enough. And I had nothing for the abdomen, nothing, nothing at all, nothing. Now you do. Now I do. The abdomen was getting so much worse, so much worse, so much worse. Where you know, like a tribute or a, you know, or a circuit or something like that. Tribute was the one that would make me something custom. I had tribute pants. I've had everything, but the tribute pants wasn't enough. I needed more compression over that. What what do you put, you know, and, and then how do you go to the bathroom? That's the big thing is how do you go to the bathroom? So, I was listening to one of these things from Learn, from the Lymphatic Education and Research Network. They had um, Robin Smith, Robin Red Smith. Mm-hmm. And Red and I go back years and years and years. I know Red for years. And she was doing the American model for compression. And she was talking about using the lymphopress in conjunction with therapy. Mm-hmm not as a replacement for therapy but in conjunction with yes right so now i'm thinking to myself now that makes sense because we can't do the therapy the way i did it in 1992 anymore because the insurance companies have way too much power but that's an aside um but we so we can't do that kind of two treatments a day so this would give you that second treatment and it would fill in for the other days that you can't go to treatment, right? So this is what she's talking about. She's talking about going on, like, let's say, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you're going to go in the morning for therapy, and then in the evening, you're going to use your pump, and then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you're going to use the pump twice a day. This is before the pandemic, right? though. This is in May. May of, of last 2020, year? 2020. Of 2020, 2020. Okay. yes. So we're in the midst of the pandemic when she says that. And I'm like, oh, wait a second. So if I get a pump, maybe that would be helpful, right? So now I'm also thinking to myself, okay, my insurance is not going to cover it because I'm not, you know, I'm thinking that my insurance is not going to cover it. So very (laughs) important point, very important a uh, presumption that right. unfortunately some right. people make well, because, and they don't get the help they need. Because well, because like I said, I've been wearing garments since I was 18 months old. So uh, I, I know when insurance covers and when they don't cover, I already know whether they're going to cover or they're not going to cover. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, so I got to save money for this. But in the meantime, we just bought this house in Pennsylvania and hadn't sold the house in New Jersey yet. So when that came through in May, that was finalized in May, now I can move forward with all of this. So I said, okay, I'm going to get myself a pump and that will replace the therapy until I can get into therapy and get the help that I need. So this is going to make the reduction process longer. So I had... I thought it was going to cost me about $5,000. I thought my insurance was not going to cover it. It was going to cost me about $5,000. So I start moving forward. The good news with using the lymphopress and having your people, the lymphopress people, do this for you and go to your insurance for you and have conversations with your doctor. They do all of the work for you. You don't have to figure it out. And I ended up only paying $900 for the whole giddy up. Now, that's not what it is going to cost for everyone because I have the Optimal Plus jacket and pants. You got okay? the whole giddy up. The two appliances. So I have the entire getup. The only thing I don't have oh. is the for of my head. So... What is your
0: experience, <clears throat> has it been effective in moving the fluid? Has the lymphopress
1: been effective? Now my, my lymphedema is very, um, it's, it's very reactive. Okay, so now you can see this hand, Yeah, this is nice. This is nice. So I liken it to a balloon. You got a balloon filled with water. That's a good thing, but that's what we want. We don't want that balloon filled with peanut butter. And we don't want that balloon filled with peanut butter and marbles, okay? Because that's what it is with the lipidema. The lipidema is when you have a combination of lipidema and lymphedema, it's like not marshmallows, not marshmallows floating in water, which is what you would goal for. It is marbles in peanut butter. It's thick, it's heavy. And it's painful. It is painful. So what did lymphopress do for you? So now I get the lymphopress. Now I'm supposed to use it twice a day. I know myself. I don't have lymph nodes. I don't have a working lymphatic system. I have lymphatic malformations throughout. I have missing lymph nodes and I have lymph nodes in the wrong places. So... And I have an MRI that tells me that for sure. I had an MRI done that tells me that for sure. Um, So knowing that my reduction phase is going to take a lot longer. So to get back down to where I was when I was going to the gym every day is what is where I'm trying. I'm still trying to get to. I've been doing this for a year, still trying to get there but it's because I don't also have the therapy. If this was an adjunct to therapy for my reduction fit, cause I was in reduction phase. I was not in management phase. This is an excellent, excellent. I think everyone should start their therapy, getting this machine with their therapy because you can get it covered easier in some cases because it's part of your therapy and then it becomes your management program afterwards and then it and then everything becomes simple you know so i have to go slow because it moves too quickly for my body to get rid of right so i have to go slower than most so i used it in the beginning i used it in the day and in, and at night so i would put the jacket on first and then the pants and then i would come back and do the pants first and then the jacket because i got a lot of backwash There's a lot of backflow that happens with me anyway, you know? So then, you know, I was trying to do, I did the pants first at night because then I would put the jacket on and I would put my nighttime garments on my legs to keep that backwash from happening. And is it easy to use? It's so simple. It's so simple. It's, you just get into it and it's very simple. I, I put it on the bed and I have to change the plugs, but it's two plugs. It's two plugs. It's simple and very easy. You put it on, I put it on the bed. I lay it on the bed. Strong tip. Here's a good tip. Get yourself an adjustable bed. You need an adjustable bed. And if you're using the pants or the jacket, either one, and you don't have an adjustable bed, You need to have a bed wedge to hold your head up Mm -hmm. because otherwise it's all going to pool in your head. Even if you're not me, Mm -hmm. if you're new to this, it's going to pool in your head and you're going to end up with a headache and keep breathing. Keep breathing.
0: Yeah. We've heard that a lot too. You know, I'm so glad you mentioned that you have the different garments. There are solutions. Lymphopress has solutions for every body part, upper extremity, lower extremity, and for any size body too. So never yes. discount, never say my insurance won't cover it or they won't have something that'll fit me. We will work with you. And there yes. generally is an answer to that we are running out of time, Blanche. So yes. with the final minutes here, what would you say to someone watching your interview? What would you want to leave them with for them to help go and and live life?
1: Right. You have to, you have to be able to live your life. You have to decide if you want to, Live with whatever conditions you have as a result of these diseases, lymphedema and lipedema, or for it. Because if you're living for it, you're not living life. So just doing all of this stuff to just do all of it, to do more of this stuff, is too much. You have to get all of your things down into simpler terms. So the lymphopress is very simple. I use the lymphobrass, I put my nighttime garments on, I go to sleep and I'm done. And then the next day I've had that recovery time. So when I wake up in the morning, I'm here. At the end of the day, I'm here. I don't want to wake up here. I want to wake up here. I want to get back to that ground zero so that I can, now I can go and I can live my life. So you want to be able to clap those hands back Together again. You want to get from where you started back to where you started. So, for me, that's applause. We are applauding that.
0: And I'm right. applauding yeah. you, Blanche Pepitone. What a joy to talk to you. You are. Thank you, Brenda. Everything you've been through, you bring such spirit yeah. and fire. Right. And you know, you're enough to get everybody just sitting up straighter in their seat. And right. I can't thank you enough for your time. Right. You're a powerful voice in the community. And we are so glad you found Lymphopress and that we found you. And let's keep the conversation going. Thanks for listening to this edition of our Lymphedema one-on-one interview series. You can watch the video on TLC, the Lymphedema channel on YouTube, or on Instagram, IGTV, at lympha underscore press. For information on the most advanced pneumatic compression therapy in the world, visit lymphapress.com.